All right, welcome back everyone to another installment of Let's Talk here with Inform with Anthony. Uh, we have here a congressional candidate, Ms. Tamika Hamilton. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Anthony. Um, uh, before I like get into my thing, I just wanted to say I'm so, so proud of you. Like um, you and I have known each other for a number of years and I just walking in here and seeing the studio and just seeing, you know, the come up is just like, I just want to cry. I feel like a proud mom. So Thank you I'm so much. So, so happy for you. We are building. Um, yes, you're building. You're going to do amazing things. Thank you, Ms. Tamika. Why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself just for everyone that doesn't know you? Yes. For those who don't know me, I am Sergeant Hamilton. I have been in the Air Force for 20 years. I was active duty for 14 years. And then I, um, I'm now in the reserves, just serving out my time. I have like two years left because um, I wanted to have babies in between, <laughs> between that time. <laughs> That's um, a good reason. <laughs> yeah, it is a really good reason. I wish it wouldn't stop the time, though, but it's mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, so military, um, I'm married to a police officer who is also prior service, Navy. Uh, mom of five. Uh, my youngest is a one year, he just turned one. Well, not just turned one, but like one and a half almost. Mm -hmm. And um, But I don't do that whole thing where it's like 18 months, 19. I don't do that. Oh, they go by months instead yeah, of I don't, years? Yeah, I, I don't have the energy for that. I'm like, <laughs> I got to like count on my finger. No. Yeah, like, like you ask someone, like, how old is your boy? He's like, oh, he's 39 months. I'm like, <laughs> but that's math I can't do nah, right now. Black people ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. <laughs> I mean, at least my generation isn't. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and let's see. Military. My husband's a cop, um, born and raised in Maryland. I was, I grew up there, uh, and then I got stationed there for 10 years, and then we got stationed out here in, 2000, in September of 2014. Mm -hmm. And we just loved it here, and we wanted to raise our babies here. So you moved into California, and you loved it. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Not a lot of people can say that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well I got stationed here, and so I was living on base, and so... Uh, Obviously, things some things changed because once I left active duty, and uh, probably a year out uh, going to reserves, I we found a house off base, not too far from the base, so that the commute wouldn't be so bad. And that's when things changed. So, yeah. still loved California. Still loved, you know how it's a beautiful place. It's it really is, and uh, we have a really great church family, and um, you know have a community. And because my grandparent, my grandparents raised me, and they're since. You know, they've since passed away, and so there was really nothing to go home. There's was there wasn't a reason to go home to Maryland, mm -hmm. uh, you know, except for you know just oh I know that place and I want to move there, but it was just no reason to go back, and so we wanted to put roots down here, so that's how it all came to be. Okay, and why don't you tell us a little bit about your upbringing? I feel like in order to vote Republican or to be a Republican candidate, how how did how did that transition over? So you were raised with your you said mostly with your grandparents, yes. and then uh, did they raise you like conservatively? Were they conservative themselves? So they were. We were a traditional family, you mm -hmm. know. Um, they just work hard. Uh, my grandfathers were um, army. My grandmothers cleaned houses for a living. Uh, my I even knew my great grandmother. She actually died when I was twenty five, mm -hmm. and so they raised tobacco. So I it wasn't a question of politics. And when I was growing up, I, I always tell people it's like I never heard my grandparents or my mom or anyone really related to me talking about politics or how they're going to vote that was just not a conversation in our house i am you know i was as young as five going to church you know just 
it just it fit when it came time to start voting. Mm. So it was it's not like sorry it's not a sexy story. But no, no, that's no, good. It's just really plain. It's just like oh, okay, well, do I align with this? You know, my faith and the things I believe, pro life, blah, blah, you know, all the, mm. those are the things that matter to me. And so that's how it came to be in terms of voting anyway. Nothing, nothing dramatic. So you've always been like. Would you say a lifelong Republican? You just always align with the with the party's values, morals. From a, yeah, from the platform, yes, yes. Okay, and then how did it get to the point where you're like, okay, here I am, Mr. Mika Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I'm stationed up north, the yeah. Queen of the North, and we, I, I need to do so. something about, you know, politics, yeah. or I want to get more involved in politics. How did you come to the conclusion of like, I, I'm going to run for Congress? So, as you know, we have a supermajority here in California. Yes, we do. And you don't need a Republican to pass a vote here in California. And um, I was, I, you know, had gone to meetings, in, and I was just like, local stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I just didn't see, I, I, I just, it didn't feel right as far as from an impact standpoint. And um, I was like, you know, talked it over with my family, my friends, and we made a decision that this would be the best option. This is the best fit. I wish I had, again, it wasn't like this, like, aha, the sky broke open. It's just like, <laughs> it's just like, okay, you know, it's um, a lot of the issues that we have here in California, a lot of it is only going to get fixed if the federal government gets involved. And not big government. This is just like saying, there are some things like when it comes to education, we're dead last in education. How can we make an impact in California when we have a supermajority? We need something to break that up. Mm-hmm. We need people from California to speak on a federal level on the fact that we're almost dead last every single time. We need someone that's going to talk about on a national stage how 75% of black boys cannot pass a standardized reading test, which is another fancy way to say they can't read. You right. know, um, It's not being talked about here in the state. It's not, it's not making headline news. And we got to make a headline news because these are the same children that people will use as clickbait in the next 10, 15 years or whatever, however the Internet's going to go mm-hmm. and, and say, oh, my gosh, like what happened to them? They Well, we didn't fight for them now. We didn't fight for them today. Right. And so we have to make an impact. And I just saw and mind you, I've never run for office before, but um, I was raised by a grandmother who was like super fearless, and she was just like, "You got to be strong in life, and if you make a decision, you got to go, you got to go through with it." It's interesting. Today, I was actually tuned in to a press uh, a presser by Joe Biden. He was at a DNC. It's weird. They the way it was phrased, it was like Joe Biden to speak at a DNC convention hosted by the National Educators Association. So it's like mm-hmm. the one of the largest unions of educators. And one thing that a lot of people don't understand is unions and like the power that they wield, especially financially and the, and the way they back people. But I remember that during the entire press, you know, or, or as he's addressing everything, mm-hmm. they weren't talking about the things that you just brought up. Mm-hmm. They're not talking about test scores. They're not talking about curriculums. They're not talking about how we rank yeah. last in, in not just in the nation, but in the world, you know, compared to other developing countries or developed countries. And, and what he did talk about, though, was, like, abortion rights. Mm-hmm. And he did talk about things that, like, I understand that a lot of the educators are probably female. You know, I'm not sure okay. what the statistic is to that. But okay. he thought that that's how he would appeal to them as opposed to saying, like, hey, what can we do to fund your curriculum to make sure that our boys and girls are growing up to be, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. over-excelling in, in school as opposed yeah. to not being able to read. And so... 
I think I attribute that a lot to when you talk about the super majority, yeah. can you kind of like break that down for people that maybe don't understand that? Because there's a lot of people that know governor and they understand president. Okay. But when you start talking about super majority and legislature and state senate, state totally. assembly, like they just don't understand. So if you could just. Okay. And, and, and I will tell people that I am no, I, I was not an expert either. I just still don't like, I'm not, I don't consider myself an expert. Um, but a supermajority basically is that um, Republicans don't have the legislative power to pass laws here. They can work them out through committee. Um, you, have, you have Senator Brian Dolly here who, who fights really hard uh, for children here in California the best the best way he can and has been doing that for decades. Um, and he's in an uphill battle. So what I would just say that is the best way to say is like Republicans don't have um, – the legislative power to pass laws here it has to go through committee and sometimes it doesn't make it through uh, but locally Republicans have a lot there's a lot of seats for, that Republicans hold obviously they're nonpartisan but people can go and look up registration if they'd like mm -hmm. um, I would say in my district we have over 50 Republicans elected in our district on the local level um, so again this goes back and Republicans actually can pick up more seats if people just actually get involved. And so, um, and that's something we could probably talk about later. I don't, you know, I don't, yeah, don't know if you want to lead into that. But um, yeah, so here in California, it's super, it's really hard. It's really hard, um, but it doesn't stop us from being effective is, is the other part I would say. Just because they have the super majority doesn't mean that they can't um, back down from things they're trying to propose because we are making noise. Yeah. And, and just to maybe even break it down a little bit further with the supermajority, it basically means that at the state level, sometimes you need two thirds of the state legislature, 66%, 67%, to be able to vote a bill into power. Mm -hmm. And so what supermajority means is that Democrats have that 67%. Yeah. So, so basically, it's like you said, they don't really need Republicans because usually, for example, the Senate, it's 50-50. And then mm -hmm. Kamala Harris usually is that tiebreaker when you mm -hmm. need a, a simple majority, right? Right, right. But if, for example, if you needed like a bill, for example, to codif codify Roe v. Wade, you mm -hmm. would need that two-thirds, that 67%. Right. So if you have a 50-50, you'd have to convince 17 senators, Republican senators, to codify Roe v. Wade. Good luck doing that, right? Because usually right. Republicans are more pro-life. They're you know, anti-abortion, <laughs> stuff like that. But in California, you don't, you don't have to worry about that because you have that 67%. Hey, and so down. I tell people all the time, I'm like, even if we were to change the governor, like instantly, right? Yeah. A lot would not be changed because the Democrats hold the legislative power. They have that super majority. Mm -hmm. So if we were able to make the, at least the Senate in California 50-50, now we're talking. Now, now we have. Look at you. Bit of now power. we're talking. Now we're talking. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it, it's true because again, a lot of people have that misconception that if only we flip that governor seat, everything would be. It's so it's it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of, but it doesn't mean that it can't be done. And I always tell people, it's like, you know, if you get involved, you will see why there's so much work to be done, and you'll mm -hmm. also see why you're so needed and why fresh blood is so needed in politics and as a whole. And, um, and I always tell people like, don't worry about, uh, the naysayers, you mm -hmm. know, because people, people told me all the time, like, oh, you, you, you've never held a political office lady. Like, what do you mean? You can, I was like, look, I've been in the military 20 years mm -hmm. and you, you're in the, you're in the mil you're a veteran as well. And so you understand that we work with so many different people, different backgrounds, leaders, you know, we've, we've manned the shop, uh, that alone, that's politics. <laughs> 
That's yeah. politics alone. And so um, I think that if I can manage a family, go deploy overseas with my family, not with my family, but with a family, and um, and work through some of those difficult things because there's politics in, milita- in the military, um, I think I can figure this out. And no one asked me if I was in the military when I signed up for the military. Have you ever thought about, like, you know, are you... Serving before. Right. Like, yeah. no. Like, no, I haven't. Yeah. I'm 18. I'm, I'm on board with a lot of outsiders, you know. Like, I yeah. welcome the outsiders. I mean, it's like you said, you have military experience, your mom, your husband's in, in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think you guys understand the struggle. And you're a Californian. You know, like just being a resident of California, you know the struggle of having to live here. You know, that's why yeah. it's so hard to build here because everyone's fleeing instead of building. And, and I get it. You know, it, it's hard sometimes to build. But again, if, if, if we paid attention to those local races, yeah. I mean, you know, even like during the pandemic, for example, we, you know, I live in, in a very conservative area and we okay. have we have like a Republican, basically everything, you know, mayor, oh, nice. and everything. And so life was a little bit better for us during the pandemic because a lot of things opened up. We were still able to go out and do mm-hmm. a lot of the things that maybe other cities weren't. Okay. And that's because the Republicans in charge were just like, mm, maybe it's time we start letting the kids out, you know, or like yeah. maybe we should do some city stuff that, you know, to and kind see of how people. powerful that is. Yeah. You know, and how a local government does make a difference in your life, even if their governor is saying one thing. And then if you have the support of the people, things go a lot smoother if, in terms of like if you're on the same page of what what needs to be done. Right. Especially the pandemic. I mean, it was so crazy. So crazy. So when you announced that you were going to be running as a Republican congresswoman. Uh-huh candidate for it mm-hmm. how did your family react or some of your friends maybe i mean you say that you know for the most part you're a traditionalist you were raised you know basically mm-hmm. conservative going to church but maybe there were some people in your life that had no idea that like wait what tamika hamilton what? actually no um here's i will say this one thing i had a so my mom she's my my biological mom my mom she passed away and um there was a cousin that was like kind of close to my mom's age her my grandmother, her mother, or sister, so like aunt situation. And, um, you know, she's known me my whole life. And she kind of took that place of my mom and my grandma. And, but she didn't like Donald Trump. Mm. And she sent me this. It, it was, it came out of nowhere. M- mind you, everyone knows I'm running. I'm like full on, like I'm in it, raising money. Like it's not like this, like, you know, we're all national news, like whatever. And just out of nowhere, I got a text about, like, I got a text from her, and she's like, you know, she didn't support me. She just, you know, going off about the former president. And I'm just like, what is happening right now? Like, I it just came out of left field. And we don't have a big family at all. Like, she was like that one person. We got a few cousins here and there, but because of moving around military life, you know, mm-hmm. I, 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 a lot of connections just didn't stay strong. So anyway, um, that really hurt. Because it's like, of all people, like someone who knows me, you're really going to like go there knowing you know who I am. And it's not about who the president is. It's about who I am mm-hmm. and all the work that we're doing and the team. And um, and so I was kind of taken back by that. My friends obviously already know who I am, so it was never like a thing. Um, and uh, some of my friends, and I don't have just Republican friends. I have all kinds of friends. I have friends that don't care about politics. I have friends that 
are all in it and they're on both sides of the tracks and some in the middle, some independent, some just like, yeah, what the midterms, maybe I'll go, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So it was never a shock because people know who I am for them and for my friends anyway. Yeah. So not a lot of backlash then. Everyone was just kind of like, okay, just that one, we'll part, just that one family member that I love so dearly. But I was just like, if you're going to like throw me to the wind because of the former president, then maybe you didn't love me. And I think that's an an important thing to talk about in that, you know, the face of the party or the leader of the party doesn't necessarily boil down to the candidate. And there's a lot of good people that I've met at the very local level, like school board, for example, that they're like, hey, you know, like I'm right of center or I'm independent or Republican. A lot of these races that it doesn't matter what party, right? They're it's like nonpartisan races. They're supposed to be. And right. They're supposed to be. And so with that, it's like. I, I feel like so many people are like, well, how do you feel about the president or how is your, and I'm just like, can we talk about the school board? Can we talk about the local level? Yeah. Like it's just not everything has to do with that. And so like, I try to talk to people and I'm like, Hey, yeah. especially at the very local level, mm-hmm. what you want to talk to your school board members about is not who they're supporting for 2024. It's how are you going to support my children? Exactly. And I think that people need to make like that disconnect of like, Hey, when you vote for pre- president, Go ahead, vote for president. Yeah, focus on do. those policies. Yeah. Focus on that. But when it comes to school board, man, come on now. Like, where like are you? What about- are we doing? Where is your heart? Mm-hmm. Where's the focus? Where you know? And um, I, you know, I've been, I, and you know me. It's like, I don't think that we should be romanticizing anybody in politics. I think when we make celebrities out of politics, or, um, and not to say we shouldn't highlight or talk about politicians. I think that's fair. They put they. You know, I've made a decision to be a public figure in a sense. Right. Um, I am, I guess you could say. I'm not shying away from it. I just don't like the. I don't. I don't like being out there. My job is to do you do the work for the people. That's how I look at it. And I, maybe that's too mil- military for some people, but mm-hmm. I just don't have a desire to be anything but do the job, make sure that the policies are something that works for all people, and go about my day. You know. Um, uh, but I always think about like. How would things be if we didn't romanticize politicians and if we just look at policies versus personality? And not to say that we can't um, like a politician. I mm-hmm. think that's totally fine. I don't want to judge anyone if they like someone um, because you need to, like, you know, relate to, you know, like, oh, my gosh, she's a homeschool mom or she's got chi- like, she's got children or she doesn't have children or, you know, she went to this school or, you know, it's those are things that are okay, but to the, get to the point to where – I feel like we're getting is like purists. I think mm. it takes away from the whole point, which is, are they going to vote the way they need to vote to support me as a citizen? Right. So that's that's. I want us to get back to the basics. Right. When it comes to vote to to, yeah. So I. But you know, that's just my pipe dream. Yeah, and we'll get to the purist part because <laughs> it's about to go down here shortly when what? we get to the right questions. But What's the- <laughs> that that's definitely something that again I, I also talk to my audience about about mm-hmm. like this this purist test that we put people through mm-hmm. and it's like you know or or they just compare it to people like why can't you be more like this person or why aren't you more outspoken totally. or why aren't you angrier or why aren't you more passionate, you know, et cetera. And again, I just feel like we need to make that disconnect and just look at people and like, okay, this person is not running for federal, they're running for state. Or this person is not running for state, they're running for local. Or mm-hmm. this person is not running for local, they're look, they're literally running at the school next door to yeah. me, you know, yeah. et cetera. Um, but before that, you know, what are, you know, we talked about how maybe like your friends and family reacted, but 
what about like the reaction from people that you talk to day to day? I mean, let's be honest here. It's not very common to find a black female that is, you know, out here running as a Republican in California. Of in all California. Places. What yeah. am I doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> Why would you ruin your life? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I'm sure like you've probably knocked on doors and you've talked to people and they're like, are you Democrat or Republican? You're like, oh, I'm, I'm a Republican. They're like, wait, what? Like, have you, know, you ever gotten you know, that? Or? A handful of times. Okay. A handful of times. Yeah. Uh, and then if they ask, uh, it's like, oh, you came out. This is what both, this is both parties. This is what they'll say. No one ever comes to knock on my door. Mm. You know, and this is, again, both sides are saying like, no, that's the biggest thing that I get. No one comes to knock on my door. Oh my gosh, you're actually out here. And so they're more surprised the fact that you showed up, yes. not so much like what party you're in or. Yeah. And then, interesting. yeah, yeah. And then, you know, for, of course you're going to get your view here and there to say, you're what, you're Republican. And I had this one guy, he wanted to battle me. Um, and I was just like, you worry about me, worry about, you know, he wanted to battle me about the presidency. And I was just like. I, I don't control 80 million people. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't, you know, I'm just, I'm in little district six. I'm here running for Congress. And, uh, and my goal is to, is to represent you. And then he was like, oh, okay. You know, but I had, but I had to work it out. You know, like I had mm -hmm. to work with him, um, which I'm not afraid. I've never met a stranger. And I always tell people, it's like, we've been hearing, um, there's a lot of commentary on going door to door canvassing or talking to the other side or vice versa. And I always tell people, it's like, if you just talk to people, it just, it literally makes a difference. You're not going to win everybody over, but if you just talk to people, you're probably going to change some hearts and minds, mm. um, you know, and I don't want to bring up 2020, but I received 46% of the vote in 2020 in a 29% Republican district. And I didn't change who I was. There was no this, you know, like, oh, I'm dim. you know, like it was no like back and forth on thoughts or values or anything. It was just like, I went to go to their door. I knocked on their door. I knocked on many doors I could, made as many phone calls as I could. Um, thousands of donor calls, thousands of uh, uh, calls for, to voters. It's a lot. Yeah. And so you have to go meet the people. It, California has a lot of promise. I tell people all the time. Mm -hmm. And you just have to have hope and you have to do the work. Exactly. I like that you said that you have to have hope, but you also have to do the work because there's a lot of people that, you know, I talk to many different people and people say like, I, I might have hope, but, but that doesn't mean I'm going to get up and, you know, do much really. And well, then like, you're going to get the government that you deserve. Right. I, I yeah. absolutely agree. And so the problem is, is that, well, again, we'll, we'll delve into that here in, in a bit, but <laughs> the, the, the thing is, is that so you, you said 46% back in 2020. Yes. What do you think that you could have done differently that maybe you're doing this time around to push you over that 50%? I always, you always need to raise more money. There's okay. not enough hours in a day. Uh, for me, it was making that connection with voters. A lot of people, a lot of people don't understand, like when people say, get, like this is, if anything could irritate me, and I try to stay really chill for the most part, but if anything could really irritate me would be like when people say, get your name out there. And I'm like, how do you think that happens? You got to go here. You got to go there. And, uh, and I hear you like, yes, you got to go meet people where they are. You got to go knock on doors, all the things that we just talked about. But how else besides that, how else do you reach people? You got to reach people by mail. You got to reach people by canvassing. I'm only one person. So you got to make sure that you have volunteers. And then sometimes volunteers get tired. And so then you 
can pay pay walkers, um, canvassers, excuse me, uh, mail. Um, I already said that. Uh, media, which would be digital, you know, all of that stuff costs, Anthony. So when people are saying, get your name out there, it's like trying to reach 500,000 people costs a lot of money. And I spend so much time on the phone, over 30 hours on the phone. And it's just not enough time in the day. And I was in a, I feel like because there's the lack of energy here in California, um, which is part of our own doing because we suppress our own vote here, mm -hmm. <laughs> to be honest. I think that if people understood that if we stop worrying about just our little region or our little town and start looking at the big pictures, like the more people we have to sound the alarm on what's happening here in California and D.C., the better off we are going to be because you can't ignore someone saying, like, look at these test scores, look at these stats, but then you not support them. You know, we got to – we have to – Republicans have to band together for the seats – that we that we can win so the gloves are coming off we're gonna get into these questions that we get a lot especially from a lot and i think uh -huh. from your perspective it'll be good to hear because you hear this all the time you were just talking about how things cost money you were talking yeah. about you know some of the things that might might have pushed you over the edge in 2020 and then we'll get into some of the policies you know that are also helping you with a lot of your uh, district members voting for you but mm -hmm. One of the things that I just, it, it's so heartbreaking. It Sometimes it's like the hopelessness pull, tries to suck me down with these people. But I hear, yeah. you know, a lot of people don't know California has the most registered Republicans than any other state in the United States. Mm -hmm. Last I checked. Okay? okay. That might have been updated. There might have been some people. A lot of people that I talk to that are moving out of the state have never lifted a finger to help a single candidate outside of maybe voting for them. Mm -hmm. There are people that follow me now that I, I would like to say, hey, I'm directly connecting with you. And these people say, hey, how do I register to vote? Okay. And so people are asking me, how do I use my phone <laughs> to register to vote? And okay. so I feel like, okay, we're not in good shape here. And so what would you say to people that say, kind of like what you said you're not doing enough you're not showing up why don't you have more followers online why aren't you because i'm not more on there for clicks um, right i'm not on there for clicks but what are what are some of the problems that you see like so you have a lot of people reaching out to your campaign perhaps mm -hmm. or maybe not enough people can you kind of talk about some of the challenges as a candidate that you run into that a simple person with no money because people, I feel like that's how people think. They're like, well, what is $5 a month really going to do, Anthony? Oh, my gosh, so much. I mean, <laughs> a mail piece costs 49 cents. So you're, so a mail piece costs 40, just one, this is just talking about one part of winning a race. It costs, I mean, it takes about six touches for a voter to sway your way. That's the, that's the stat. Like, Meaning they have to read about you at read least about, six times? Re, read about me through, read about me, get a phone call, or get mail or a radio spot or at six touches is the usual uh, from the research that that it would take for someone to come on your side um and an average mail piece is 40 48 40 or 49 cents so that isn't so then you gotta think about who's gonna produce that mail piece because mm -hmm. that costs you know, people think it's like, oh, it just, when you get that in the mail. So if I'm elected, the government pays for that or the taxpayers pays for that. But as a candidate, 
I'm raising the money to pay for that. That's different. So you mean the incumbent is getting it paid for already? Or do they also have to raise the money for that? Like the They, they raise money, but when around election time, they'll talk about all the great things that they've done. And they'll send a mail piece out around election time, some of them. And so that's paid for by taxpayer. That's not paid for by their campaign. So you as a candidate, you have to come up with this money. Yes. Yes. And, and so people say, like, what is $5 going to do? How many people do you have? Okay. How many Republicans do you, registered Republicans do you have in your county? Oh, my gosh. Um, about 29%. So, but if all the Republicans voted in the, in the election, I would win the election. Okay. So here's, here's where the problem lies. I have a lot of Republicans that say elections don't matter or oh. that they're all rigged. How do you respond to people that just refuse to come out because they say there's, there's no voter integrity or it's just going to be rigged again? What do you say to those people? If you're not there, then don't complain. Democrats are always planning. I, I kid you not, they're always planning. I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, California Republicans, I, I, sh I don't want to say this as a whole or... Like generalize. Yeah, I want to be careful about that because, you know, they're... Because I just um, I don't think that's fair. Mm -hmm. But in my district, um, they have been fighting for pronouns for over 10 years. It's been something that's on record, uh, recorded, mm -hmm. literally on school boards fighting. Republicans have been... F Republican school board members have been fighting against pronouns for 10 years. Why are we just talking about it now? We're just talking about it, you know, for the past, what, two years or something? Like, right. it's been a hot topic. It's been a great clickbait for two years when it's been going on for 10 years. 10 years. And you know who is at that school board meeting? And, and that audience? It's uh, the lobbyists or the, um, the special interest groups. Not a lot of parents. Not a lot of parents. And after the kind of viral side of the whole school board thing this past year or so died down. You, I go to school board meetings, I don't see anybody there. I've gone and it's like crickets. It's it's the faithful that are there. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not the it's not the intensity that it, I think it should be because regardless of what's happening, you still need to know what's happening in your child's school. Um and if you aren't able to be in attendance physically you can be online. Um but there's a lot of things I feel like we're late on, and they want that responsibility to come from the top. And I understand to some degree how they think that they should get more information or whatever, but that also has to do with the drive from the people. The They want to blame the party, but we are the party. Mm -hmm. Like, you and I are the party. You're doing our part, and, you know, and I... And I've grown in my frustration. A lot of people will try to project their insecurities on me because they see me in the, trying to do something. Um, and I've, 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 gone, I've tried to grow so, so much because, you know, I understand that people are frustrated and they might be scared or they don't want to get in front of the camera or they don't want to run for office. And so that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. But if you're not a poll watcher, if you're not canvassing, if you're not sacrificing a weekend to make calls, I mean, you can knock out, and you know this. How, it takes what two hours to knock out fifty houses. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're if you're killing it, you got two people. You know, you and a buddy, you could knock out fifty houses in two hours. And I mean, obviously, it'd be a little bit more if you uh, are if people want to chat. But what's what's two hours on a Saturday when people waste their time watching football? Very true. And and that's the thing is that uh, you know when I talk about these things that people could be doing, making phone calls, sending emails, mm -hmm. knocking on doors, people people tend to think like. 
I need to do this every weekend for the rest of my life. I'm like, no, set aside one weekend where yeah. you can dedicate six hours or whatever hours you can. Break it down if you have to. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to do it every single week. If you can, that's mm-hmm. that's better. But, you know, you touch on something where people said, you know, they want to blame the party. I see a lot of that. And I'll be very honest. Mm-hmm. You and I have known each other for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. There was a time where I blamed the party. And, and then I you talked kind you of, off of it. You talked me off of that. Yeah, where it's like, hey, but but then, you know. This is something I've talked to a lot of candidates about is that they, they, you know, a lot of them even feel disgruntled with the California GOP, but then they come to realize this, you know, this is an example. I talked to a recent candidate, not going to say the person's name, okay. and they told me that they were at a, like, I guess like a fundraiser slash town hall event. Okay. And a lot of the people there were very disgruntled with the California GOP. Okay. And they said, why aren't they paying for it? Why do we have to donate to you if isn't that the sole reason why the California GOP exists? Mm -hmm. And so the way this person broke it down and said like, okay, well, let me ask everybody in this room right now, Mm -hmm. how many of you are California GOP members? And a lot, you know, almost no one raised their hand. They're like, Oh no, we, we hate the state party. Like why would we ever become members? And they're like, okay, well, how many of you are not yearly members or aren't member holders, card holders, or donating, or how many are you are donating and like even less hands. And they're like, why would we donate? And then this person said, so then stop asking me why the California GOP is not donating to my campaign, because it's like, it's like you just said, Mm -hmm. the party is the people. And if people are not participating Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, look, I have my gripes about the, about the state party, mm-hmm. but if I'm not a member and if I'm not donating and if I'm not, you know, there's ways to also become like a state delegate. So a lot of people don't know that there's this convention yearly mm-hmm. where you get to vote in, uh, you know, election years or yeah. off election years, mm-hmm. you get to vote in as a delegate. You get to vote in who the representatives are going to be for the party, and that includes for governor. So we just had a recent gubernatorial. Okay. Right, where okay. we, we went to this convention and the state delegate. So maybe you can kind of explain it better, but the way to uh, to get delegate is basically someone has to appoint you as mm-hmm. a delegate, correct? It's correct. not something that you can kind of buy right. yourself when into. I, when I, and then uh, for me as a candidate, and I can only talk for myself. Right. So as a candidate, uh, last cycle, like I told you, I got 46% and my percentage is high, you know? Um, so I got nine delegates. Um, and um, so, but it, to include myself. Right. And I had to pick, you know, whoever I wanted to be a delegate. It's not like some fancy, like, oh, you know, it's just, who are the eight people that you want to appoint? And, and it can be anyone, right? Mm-hmm. It, uh, do they have to be party members? They have to be Republicans. They have to be Republicans. Yeah. Okay. So see, this is something a lot of people don't know. Mm-hmm. I got a, I got uh, somebody, I helped somebody's campaign in 2020. Sure. I won't mention her name just because out of respect. <laughs> and then she appointed me as a delegate. She's like, hey, because oh, I got fancy. so close, I want to appoint you as a state yeah. delegate. But the thing is, even then, I wasn't taking my role as a state uh, delegate. Damn exactly. It. I know. Damn but it. but here's what I'm getting to. I know this is like a lot of nitty gritty. I apologize to the to the listeners, but this is really important stuff because mm-hmm. people need to know how these conventions work. And you people need to know, need how, to know important they are. Yeah, how important it is. And so the thing is, you either start taking these roles seriously, you really start getting involved. If you don't know who what how delegates operate and how they get to vote in who they want as the gubernatorial candidate. Mm-hmm. So, for example, Senator Dolly. People, mm-hmm. as soon as we did the interview, people were like, yeah. this guy was selected, not elected. Well, here here we have a bunch of paperwork, okay? So I'm not going to get into really oh my specifics. God, you got I don't, I don't want to name names. 
This is a stack of papers of research of candidates that were running for governor. And they've got all your favorite names in here. Again, I'm not going to name names. Oh, my God. These are people that donated. You did some research. Yeah. This is, this <laughs> is the names of all the state candidates uh-huh. uh, for governor that donated to the California GP leading up to the convention. This is standard practice. People donate to the California GOP mm-hmm. even weeks before they might be the nominee for okay. governor candidate. Mm-hmm. A lot of people had a gripe or had a complaint to say like, well, Senator Dolly donated to California GP leading on it. Yes, but look, this is a whole stack of paper of a bunch of candidates, mm-hmm. a lot of them not even for governor. These are like state assembly members. These mm-hmm. are like state senate. People donate to Governor the- Dolly uh, deserves the nomination. Governor Dolly has done so Governor Dolly, look, I'm speaking into existence. You okay, never know. there we go. You never know. Um, you never know. But uh, that actually sounds good. Hold on, let me say it one more time. Governor Dolly. Okay. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm a, sorry. I'm a cheerleader. Sorry. I just, I got to do it. Um, but uh, he deserves the nomination. He's worked very, very hard. Uh, I, that's why I, I don't even get in the drama. I don't get, mm-hmm. the, you know, the purity test, the drama, the petty stuff. We have, uh, America's in trouble. Mm-hmm. And what we have to do is focus. Uh, you know, again, we're talking about education, um, record crime. Uh, and where are we as a people saying, okay, let's put our differences aside and let's start getting involved. And that's what people need to do. We need more men. We need more women. We need everybody. You can bring your kids. You know, you can canvas. You know, and people will say, oh, it's the last, what, 40 days, 45 days, I think. Um, but that doesn't matter because people can change their minds in a split second. And yeah. even up until election day, you still go hard. And I just want to encourage people that regardless of how you feel, um, there's still hope here in California. I'm sorry. I would not be doing this. I have not had, and I don't talk about myself, but I will say this part is that I have not had a salary in four years. Like I have not worked my husband has been holding us down because we believe in this mm-hmm. and uh you know and wanting to come here in california with a couple of kids is not an easy thing i know i'm not the only person that feels it and we need more voices from california and dc period um and i would just encourage people to just call their local republicans I, and here's the thing i was not you know me i wasn't recruited no one came and said oh tamika this would be great for you to do i was minding my business still in between living off base and buying my house in dixon i didn't you know i just was like somebody we got to do something like this is crazy thinking about our baby's future and if we don't fight for our kids now and our kids see us fighting for them today how are they going to know to fight for the next generation right that's, I mean, that's, it's just that simple for me, you know, and, um, and raising, uh, my children here in California, again, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. I don't see there, and, and people say, well, to me, you could just leave, you know, like, like everybody else. I'm like, it's not better anywhere else. It's not getting, it's not, I know people that went to Tennessee and then that job that they went to had a mandate. You know? Uh, you know, that's so interesting. You must be talking to the same people I do because I remember that at the height <laughs> of the pandemic, there was a family that I know that moved to Tennessee mm. thinking that they could avoid the California mandates. And then when they went to Tennessee, the same company, because I guess they just thought, well, I work for the same company, but I, now I work for it in Tennessee. Okay. But it was a company policy. So it's so like it no matter, matter where, where you are, oh, wow. right? And so there's people wow. that move. And then the same thing happened with like people that moved to Florida. 
And look, You're I'm not, love. you know, I'm, I'm not saying, obviously there's right, better states, want, right, right? There's right, obviously, right. and everyone has their motive, but there are people that solely move based off one or two criteria. It's like, I want to pay lower taxes. Mm-hmm, I was reading mm-hmm. articles that in, that in Texas, if you're lower middle income, you actually pay more in taxes because of property taxes, because there's no state they're income. They're going to get their money anyway. The government's always going to get gonna theirs. They're going to get their money anyway. Absolutely. I just, I, for us, we didn't see it getting better across the country. You know, God can say whatever and we'll move. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, I, I don't base my decision. I try very, very hard as a woman that belongs to Christ that I don't make decisions on how, how I feel. Mm-hmm. It, it That's that's how I look at my life. But um, And I will never judge anyone for wanting to leave. If you got to do, you got to do what you got to do. For I will. Family. No. <laughs> I'll be judging everybody. No, don't judge anybody. <laughs> I'm kidding. Stop, I'm kidding. Stop, I'm kidding. Stop. But we just didn't see that it was going to be different anywhere else. It's, and we see what's happening. Yeah. Um, You know, so... It's just for us, it's like, okay, do or die. Let's ride it out here in California. And, um, you know, even the last couple of weeks until the election, we are still walking every day. It's not just on the weekends. I'm still making, I brought my stack of calls that I need to make. You know, it doesn't stop. Like, it doesn't stop. And, you know, that's one thing that uh, when people talk about Democrats, they're like, oh, you know, they don't have a job. And I'm like, that is not true. Like whoever started that rumor saying that Democrats I, don't have a job. I hate that. I'm like, it's like people who? forgot that we have paid sick leave or, you know, or whatever. I remember, you they know, they plan ahead. They do plan. They ahead. plan ahead. They're, they're more committed to the cause. That's just the yes. reality of things. Look, yes. I've been covering protests. I've been covering protests since 2017. I go out there. I look at these protests and people, when I upload these videos, you're like, Oh, don't these people have jobs? And it's like, bro, it's a Saturday afternoon. Like most people don't work on Saturdays, you know? Not just that though, but I I, I, They're true believers. They believe because this is what they fight for. They are true believers. They go for the long haul. Again, that's why I tell you that when I brought that story up about school board, ten years they have been pushing like pushing locally for this pronoun stuff. You have local Republicans fighting it for ten years. That's why like when people talk about it now, I'm like I'm not shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm saddened because you're just finding this out now. But where were you when these Republicans locally were on their own? Mm-hmm. And that's and it's like, it's like, damn, like, come on, like, get with the program. This is some old stuff. You know, yeah. it didn't happen overnight. Again, why? Because Democrats have been on, when they want something, they don't stop. They, no, don't, they don't stop. What and what I and you know, we just have a lot of criticism Mm -hmm. you know like people talk about boomers all the time i'm like if it wasn't for the boomers we would not have a local committee every time i go to the committee what's the age group you know holding it down trying to endorse candidates trying to get stuff stuff done trying to get volunteers who's making the phone calls at these local at these local central committees yeah it's a lot of the the older older, republicans yeah older republicans you know what's you know what's interesting i actually said this i got invited by i I don't know if it was a pat nixon's women's federated oh it's like a republican club yeah they invited me to like orange county somewhere and when i showed up they do but when I showed up, like, again, the demographic is a lot older. But yeah. I, I told them, I'm like, you know what? I commend all of you. I don't mean to offend you, but a lot of you are on the older side. Yeah. And here you are still fighting. Still. Like, where are all the young people? Where are all the young people that and are supposed to be showing up 
you know, we're fighting this is not. And then just just real quickly. So on the uh, I remember when I was in Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. and I was interviewing people that were fighting the. Fe- I don't know if you remember. I don't really want to The federal which, the federal Jorge, courthouse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with Jorge, James Klug, all of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when I went out there, uh, I would talk <sighs> to people, times. and people. I'll never forget. So there was this one night. I'm covering the protests out there. It was a federal courthouse, and and they're trying to burn the building down. And all of a sudden, like in in almost like a military form, I, a, a mom these moms show up, right? Mm-hmm. And they all have like moms for I wasn't it like yellow it was. t-shirts or something like something that? something like that. Yeah. yeah, I think I remember that. So then they all showed up, and you know they're they're out here protesting. They're not fighting the police, but they're out here protesting because mm-hmm. they believe in Black Lives Matter and mm-hmm. all these things. And so I got to talk to some, some of these older ladies and I'm like, you know, do you, do you guys have jobs? Because in my head, I'm just like, people are telling me these people don't have jobs. And this was like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever. What they say? And they're like, we just got off of work. Like we're, they're we're actually, playing. they're like, we, we actually yeah. got off from work and then we changed in our cars or we went and home they, and changed and then we came out to protest. Believers. We'll be here from 6 p.m. to about 11 p.m. And then tomorrow we go back to school because most of us are educators. And so, you know, the, the, the right can say like, oh, of course, leftist teachers, this is that. But guess what? They're showing up though, man. They showing they're up. showing up because I don't have to agree with what they're fighting for. I don't have to agree that there's violence right. here. I don't have to agree that they're burning an American flag. But you know what I do respect? I respect that they're showing up. They don't let their eight to five affect them. To them, it's bare minimum. No, I'm and a, this is I'm what I really deep. dislike about yeah. the, the, the Republicans, conservatives, Christians, people that just do the bare minimum. Like, folks, you're doing the bare minimum. Eight to five? I mean, from the very beginning, this God said, by the sweat of your brow. This is a 24-hour job. It is. This is a 24-hour. And I'm not, I'm not saying everyone should run, but find a candidate, find a cause, get involved, because it's not getting any better. Mm-hmm. And the more we stay out, the more we make excuses, then what are, we're going to get what we deserve. And, and then it just also brings me to, again, it's like if people just see how important it is to um, have an elected leader that cares about their interests, I mean, I don't know what other time it would be. Like, right now, we're set to have the lowest turnout in Republican history in California since oh 2014 gosh. because of them suppressing their own vote. We actually picked up seats in the last election. And I don't – it's like it, – but you don't hear a lot about it because they're listening to commentary that is talking about places outside of California. California actually picked up seats. Mm-hmm. Did they not – so is it is it just fraud – for for one thing and not for it no we picked up seats we gotta stick to the, we gotta stick to the message we picked up seats and and we can um and we picked up local seats as well Republicans picked up local seats people are tired and in Northern California Republicans and Democrats think more alike than apart even regardless of registration because why because their families grew up farming right mm-hmm. the Dollies have been here what a hundred years yeah a hundred years <laughs> it's like. And a lot of Democrats that I meet are more social Democrats, but they're conservative in in every other area, you know? Um, So, again, there's so much promise and opportunity here. We have to stop looking at the media as our pulse on what, you know, what crazy looks like. Um, Or social media influencers that are just out here parroting the same stuff. 
Don't look at me like that. I don't, I've never considered myself an influencer. I've always said I'm an activist. If you look at the definition for activist, it is someone that is looking to create political change. And I've, since day one, I've always don't said, guys. Don't let the dictionary me. Don't, don't, yeah. Well, before the definition changes, you know, but yeah. um, no, I, 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 I've <laughs> always, funny. I've always considered myself an activist because yeah. I am here to create political change. Just going back a little bit, yeah, yeah. you know, again, people have their reason for why they want to leave. But to me, the only reason why I would leave California, like realistically, like right Right now yeah. is so I can buy a bigger house when I already have a house and so I can afford more things. I just firmly believe that God didn't create me to have a three-story house in Texas and just disappear. You know, like mm -hmm. I want to stay here and fight. And again, mm -hmm. not everyone can. Not every, not this is not for everyone. Mm -hmm. My mission is 24/7. That's what I believe. Mm -hmm. Your mission is 24/7. And there are people that their mission is 2 hours, 4 hours, 6 hours a week, and that's okay. People mm -hmm. don't have to beat themselves up it's like, "Oh, well, I can only do People just need to do something. Do just, something. Just do something. <laughs> again, uh, you know, here in my district uh, we need roughly, oh gosh, I think it was like 18,000 votes to win. Yeah. And, um, what was, what was the voter turnout for Republicans doing that year? So you're saying if every Republican came out to vote for you in your County, you would win. Mm -hmm. So how many, so you said how many more votes and you could have won in 2020? Oh God. Uh, in 2020, it was a different district. So in a different, Oh yeah. Cause of the redistricting. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So it's different um, then. So Right, but I think back then it was like thirty thousand, maybe forty, um, if I remember correctly. But that's uh, just. And like how many people didn't vote though? So you needed like twenty thousand. I, I don't know how many didn't vote last last cycle. I don't remember that. But I if every know. Republican would have voted, you would have won as well back then. Um, I don't want to say that without actually going to look. Gotcha. But okay. um, but here's here's the thing. Here we are today, twenty twenty two, and we and my thing is, I serve everybody that don't mean it doesn't mean that i have degree and even republicans are not gonna hundred thousand percent agree with me i mean i get criticism all the time they think uh it's they want me to be more loud or they want me to be uh more vocal online and i'm like that doesn't move the needle mm -hmm. and also that's not me <laughs> you already know me it's like i would rather not post <laughs> so someone told me that on social media it's about 11 percent of like the total like things that you so if you break down what a candidate needs to be successful mm -hmm. Social media is only like ten percent. The other like ninety percent is actually showing up and doing mm -hmm. the work, which is something you and I, full transparency, we've argued about this. Yes. We we debated, not argued. We've debated, debated about your social media presence. And we still stayed friends. But you know what's interesting is but that But what did you learn from me? Okay, so this is and, and there's actually a story behind this. Uh -huh. So Mike Garcia, who's yeah. my representative, he had two heavy hitters, both on the Republican side and Democrat yeah. side, run against great, them in twenty twenty. Alex Papadopoulos, right? Oh, I remember that. Or George yeah. Papadopoulos? I think it's George. I think it's George. I so think it's George. He was, um, I believe he was Trump endorsed, and he had a large social media presence. Large. And he was Mike verified. whooped that ass. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first curse word here. Sorry. That's okay. I'm Family friendly, guys. Sorry, Jesus. Okay, so no, but here's the thing. So he came into my district running, and he was like this heavy hitter. Trump endorsed. He's in Trump's inner circle. He, he, he has a Trump large. Trump endorsed, too? I believe so. I, I, don't quote me on that. Uh, even oh, you, are you talking about the first time he ran? The first time he ran. Oh, I, my, I'm talking Mike, Congressman Mike Garcia works so hard. Right. Like so hard. Like he did not sleep. Oh, I know. The, the one of the most successful congressmen that I know of here in California. He Absolutely. does not sleep. So here, so I want to. 
so getting back to that. Yeah. Uh, with those, because I want to make the point about the social media stuff. Sure. Here comes George Papadopoulos, verified on Twitter, mm-hmm. millions of followers online. Mm-hmm. Comes into my, he thinks he can just waltz in and be like, I don't live in California. I don't even think he lived in California. He didn't live in the district. He was just like this outsider. But he thought that social media alone, well, I can't. I can't lose. Or maybe he just was like, I'm running and didn't think, like, didn't care. Like, it, it wasn't about running. It, well, I mean, it was about winning. It's because it was a targeted seat. So he's okay. like, oh, maybe I can win because it it's like this seat. purple, you know. So then on the Democratic side, you have Cenk Oyger from the Young Turks. Uh, oh, I remember From him. the Young Turks. So yeah, yeah. I call him Chunky Yogurt. But it's no, Cenk Oyger. I know. Nice. That, I know. I will. So with him, he's also this very famous guy. Yes. Verified yeah. millions of followers, verified. and what's interesting is I'm not even verified. Art on Twitter. On, on Twitter, oh, yeah, Twitter I am. Oh, okay. Twitter's nicer than Instagram. Oh, I like it too, but Instagram's my baby. But okay. getting back real quick, with Chink Oiger, he actually ran, and I don't know if you remember this, but in that district there had just been a high school shooting in Saugus High School. Oh wow! And so when when Chink Oiger came, he ran off of that emotion. He said. We're going to stop. I literally saw him in Mm -hmm. person. He was promising high school students, if you vote me in as as your Democrat congressman, you'll never have another school shooting ever. So he was like, he was tending to these crying families. It was so raw and full of emotion. He's like, I promise you. So here come these two heavy hitters on either side, Democrat, Republican. I reached out. I reached out to all three. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I reached out. Uh, Mike Garcia Garcia was the only one that sat down with me and he said, Anthony, how can I get more of the Hispanic and Latinos? He sat me down. He treated me like a human being. He discussed with me. He said, how can we get more of the vote? I'm Mm -hmm. like, sir, I'm willing to work with you. And guess what? Out of the two heavy hitters, the two celebrities that came into it, it was the outsider that won. Mike mm-hmm. Garcia. Nobody. It's like you said. Well, he's not who's even an outsider. Gar- who's he's... Mike Garcia? He doesn't even have a social media presence. Who is oh, this that's guy? That's what they would say. That's right. what they would say. Yeah. And he ended up winning because he showed up for his district. He reached out to local activists mm-hmm. and local leaders. And he said, how can I he's win? He's a true believer. He's a, he's a veteran. He, he's a great guy. He's a great mm-hmm. guy. He's a you family know? man. He's a really good person. Absolutely. Yeah. And he ended up winning. So that's mm-hmm. why to and me. he's going to win again. That's why to me when people say like, who even is that person? I'm like, maybe you should look into that person because there's yeah. a reason why they get the vote, you know? Yeah. And and I just hate the excuses. And, you know, one other thing that I want to touch on was in, in, in Florida, and I've said this before on my live streams on Instagram. Okay. In Florida, when Charlie Crist was decided that, hey, during the primaries, who's mm-hmm, going to be mm-hmm. the Democratic nominee for go, to go up against heavy hitter Ron DeSantis? Mm-hmm. Charlie Chris got elected, and it was like Nikki Freed and like one or two other heavy hitter Democrats that they could have had a chance. Sure. The very next day that Charlie Chris had won, the other two top Democrats that were leading in the polls that could have possibly be rallied next to Charlie Crist and said, we were serious when we said we want to defeat Ron DeSantis. So mm-hmm. here we are standing with the guy that won mm-hmm. and we're going to use our resources. We're going to use our volunteers, whatever they money he needs. Hard. They go hard. They, and, they, they, and they stand united. He could lose. He, I, he abs- I know that. He could lose. He could absolutely. I mean, he, he barely a, won in 2018. He got 25,000 votes more. Yeah. I think, it was, I think that's, that's it. the number. Yeah, he could lose. Absolutely. And the thing is that Charlie, people don't know who Charlie Chris is. He was like basically the fundraiser for the DNC for so many odd years. He's prior governor. First of all, he was a he was a Republican. Mm -hmm. He was a Democrat and he was independent. 
Mm. So people don't understand. So he's, he's a wishy-washer. Oh, gosh. Well, I don't – you know what? Honestly, we got to be careful with that because people can change their mind, change their mind. Agreed. Like, they can literally change their mind. Um, and different life experiences could be like, you know what? Maybe this is just not the right place for me. And so, you know, for him to continue to run – and I don't know, Charlie – I don't know his – I don't know his politics, you know, so I don't, you know, want to just like say things. But um, people, Republicans, because they see the clicks, they see the likes, yeah. they think, oh my God, like we it, got this in the bag. We got this in the bag. No, we don't. We have nothing in the bag. Nothing. And 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 again, this is about showing up at the polls. Be poll. You could be a poll watcher. You get trained in Sacramento. I have a great chair for the Sacramento Republican Party. She's amazing, and you get trained. They'll train to be poll watchers. Um, my team trains people to make phone calls. My team trains you to walk. It's an app. It's super easy. Like, and if you want to go old school and get it printed, you can get it printed. The address is printed, whatever. But just do something. But 20, uh, Ron DeSantis, Governor Ron DeSantis, only won by, I think, 25,000 votes. He could definitely lose this election. And, you know, our girl Linda talks about it all the time. Mm -hmm. and, and if we continue to depress our own vote, we get what we deserve. Absolutely. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to people that have moved to a different state and I'm like, have you registered to vote at your new address? And they're like, well, I'll get around to it. Or they don't understand that they need to re-register. There's people that like move to a different state and they're just you not You just got to keep going, Anthony. You be letting them, like, you let them get to you. you no, no, it's yeah. no, it's not that. It's just about raising awareness. It's mm -hmm. like telling people like, you guys think that we have these things secured, but they're not, That's you know, they're, true. they're not secured. And people are just... Look at what happened in 2020, right? Mm -hmm. You had like, oh, sleepy Joe Biden. He's campaigning from his, from from his basement. The guy ended up winning. Mm -hmm. We can talk about voter fraud. This is not. I can't tell you how many Republicans I talked to, and they're like, I didn't feel like I needed to do anything. I didn't. I, I barely went to vote because I'm like, we have this so in the bag, and I'm like, never ever rely on social media and like look at the polls. And this is not. If you're not activating yourself, I have talked to insiders that and i'm talking like the people that make the real tough decisions and they were predicting that a year and out mm -hmm. you you just it's um i think we have we get comfortable as republic i think republicans as a whole as a base they've gotten really comfortable they got uh, complacent they, com right um and this whole like oh winning it's great to win it's great to to have um, an advocate but you gotta work to keep your advocate you gotta work to keep the person that is taking the hits for you and um, and you know the Trump presidency and him winning was very special but it you cannot expect for something like that upset to happen and think that they're not gonna like go hard and drum up the volunteers. I mean, look what Stacey Abrams did. She was able to flip Georgia. She did it quietly. She didn't do it on social media. And she raised millions of dollars. Yeah. She made the phone calls. She made millions, millions. She activated the churches. She went to the um, colleges. And look at, I don't know what her polling looks like now. I think that um, Governor Kemp might keep Georgia. Mm -hmm. um, I do hear like rumblings that she's struggling. But um, again, don't take anything for granted. Go to those polling stations, volunteer. Uh, and, you know, it's just about just being present. It really is. It's not magic. I tell people all the time. I feel like like that's my like word now, magic. But it's not magic. It's really not. It's just you saying you want to be committed to saving your country or, and keeping your country free. And it's, yeah. and, um, and it's not up to – the representatives only can do but so much. Yeah.
but people just expect you to be able to just do everything. It's like, well, why isn't someone else doing it? And it's like, well, if you're not doing it, I got one quick little story and then we'll go to some of your policies uh, that you're running on. But mm -hmm. so I remember that a lot of people tell me like, there's no way that Newsom wins again. Too many people are angry with the Democratic Party mm -hmm. or they're too angry with Gavin you Newsom. You said Newsom? Gavin Newsom, okay. right? So I was at the barbershop uh, a couple of days ago, I think maybe Monday, yeah, okay. Monday. Today's third, today is what? No, no, today's Friday. So I was on, I was getting a haircut on Monday and I was talking to my barber. I try to like, he's not very political and he admits it. He's mm -hmm. like, you know, I don't really care for politics that much. I'm just sure. out here grinding, right? That most people in California, most people got two or three jobs to be able to afford to live out here. Right. But so I was asking him like, Hey man, who are you going to vote for? Like in this upcoming election, sure. we were just talking and he's sure. like, um, I don't know, man, like baby Trump. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, the midterms, like yeah. there's no presidential candidate. We're not voting for president 2022. Like, oh, honestly, I didn't even know the difference. And I'm like, well, who do you usually vote for? He's like, the two people I really care for, man, is, is governor and then, you know, president. I, I don't really know much outside of that. I'm like, did you know you can vote for judges? Did you know you can vote for school boards? He's like, oh, no, I had no idea. I'm like, okay, you mentioned governor. So I tell him, like, who are you going to vote for governor? And he's like, what are my options? And mm -hmm. I'm like, dude, we're like 45 days away. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to give him Have the benefit some of grace. that. No, of course. Yes. I give him the benefit okay. of the doubt. And I'm like, you, there's, your two options are. Remember, we're like in it. Right. Okay. Oh, of course. Yeah. So we obviously, we know we're what like, we're oh doing. like, oh my God. <laughs> so I told him we have the incumbent, which is Gavin Newsom. He's yeah. like, oh, I hate that guy. And I was like, and then we have the Republican Senator Dolly. And yeah. so he's like, who's Senator Dolly? And I was like, hey, I actually literally sent it all. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, yeah. And I was like, these are his policies. This is his website. And sure. I actually just did a podcast with him. If you want to tune in, he's like, yeah, man, I'm going to give him a look. Sure. But just off the policies, it sounds like I like that guy. So then I asked I asked him, how is it that we're going to vote Gavin Newsom out if you hate him so much and everyone, you know, hates him? Right. And he's like, well, I don't know how. And I'm like, well, you got to vote. For the, you got to vote the guy out. And he's like, yeah, that's true. And I'm like. Of all the people that you say you know, because, you know, barbers have a lot of clients, and I'm sure they totally. he they hear it all the time. Like, right. I can't stand this guy. It's like the, the best place to chat right. for men anyway. And yeah. so I told them, I was like, what, of all those people, including yourself, how many of those people know that you're going to vote against Gavin Newsom? I was like, honestly, man, I don't think anyone's going to vote. And I'm like, so then how is he going to get voted out if no one's voting this guy out? So the only people left are the people that are always involved, like that small percentage of Republicans. So we need to empower no him. What. We need to tell him how easy it is. It's just like they can register over the phone. Yeah. I mean, on their phone. Yeah. It's like super easy. Did but you show him? Uh, oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, you trust brought, me. You got, oh, you yeah. got there was no way I was walking out without making sure. <laughs> but but the reality is, is that I can't, I can only imagine how many real life scenarios are just like that. If you went to work and you talked about Gavin Newsom, most people would be like, Man, I really don't like this guy. I don't but know. are you voting though? Oh, so and here's they'd be the like, thing. nope. But let's let's just make let's just make one thing clear. They have almost double the registration as Republicans. Right. So Which is why we need to rely on independents. Because if you combine the independents with the Republicans, now we have a better chance. Mm hmm And we also have to do everything that we can to mobilize, have a little if you know, sometimes I, I make this joke about like like Republicans need like all this stuff. They need the coffee. They need the they need like all these this whole setup in order to like get motivated. And I'm like, no, let's just go. Get your water. Put your little shirt on. Put your hat on. Get your lit and let's roll. Like that's all you, that you know. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, I know people need encouragement. 
And uh, and I understand, like, even this, like, some probably, <laughs> I don't want anyone to tune out because at the end of the day, like, again, this is, like, so vital that we stay in the game, we stay mm-hmm. vigilant, we stay always watching um, because they're not going to stop. You know, people joke about Kamala Harris, and but she's vice president now. Mm-hmm. You know, and she didn't get there. She she got there because we have been asleep at the wheel. Yeah. You know, um, and I'm all for entertainment. I'm, you know, I'm, it's cute if you go to rallies. I think that's, but you've got to give the same energy to your local area. You can easily, and here in California, you can ballot harvest. All this, like, purist conversation about, like, how it's wrong. Democrats are ballot harvesting. Yeah. It's a law. Yes, you may not like it, but guess what? It it yields results, like, because you're making someone, you know, you could potentially reminding someone that they need to fill out their ballot. And they would have probably otherwise stayed home. And so uh, you could do that in your own neighborhood. You know your, well, I hope you know your neighbors. And be like, hey, look, you know, have a conversation. And, um, or you could get a ballot, even if your church doesn't want to get political. And this is like something that I did. I'm not saying that every candidate should do it, but I, I got my little goddaughter to make a list of all the churches in the district. And I've re- I wrote them a personal letter. I wrote, I could show you the text, or I could show, I could let you listen to the voice, but I wrote a personal letter to every pastor in my district that my goddaughter found. And because um, I was just like, you know, we always talk about the churches. You know, I don't expect all the churches to, and that's like another conversation for another day. Lord help us. <laughs> but <laughs> the churches aren't active, you know. Yeah. And as, as a country, we have less, I think it's like less than 50% of churches are involved politically. And politics is in our life, no matter how we want to look at it. You're having to work three jobs because of politics. Yeah. You know, you're having to, like, watch your back, uh, you know, in San Francisco because of politics, when you didn't have to at some, you know, at one point. Yeah. I don't even want to go to San Francisco. Like, I don't want to take my kids there. There's laws where they could defecate in the streets. It's it's, it's disgusting, yeah. you know. Um, so, again, it's just you – you can make your own path. You can be your own leader. You don't have to wait for the party to do something. Um, and I hope that this conversation encourages you that, like, I came, I started this with nothing. You know, Anthony, I had $100. And I went in my first meeting, and they're like, what do you think you're doing, little black girl? <laughs> like, <you laughs> and I was just like, I'm going to run for Congress. No. But, you know, and here we are. You know, uh, ABC has done documentary on the race um, or the candidacy and, NBC came the like two, three weeks ago. They're gonna run a, a segment. They picked me out of three women across the country. That are all these people running. They picked yeah. me. You know, God is just showing that I can transcend. Like I can transcend both sides. I'm just listening to people, and I can tell you, I have people that don't even like, didn't even care about politics. They're getting involved. I have people that thought they were socialists. They thought they were socialists, and they're like, something's just not right. I'm gonna vote for you. <laughs> you know, yeah. Be- because I just take the time. Um, there's, and there's Democrats that go hard for me, you know, and they know I'm, you know, like, and they don't care that I'm Republican. Yeah. They just say, she actually listened. She actually just heard what I had to say and, you know, showing up, showing up, like their first line is always like, I don't agree with her on everything, but, (laughs) but you know, so it just, you don't, it, it doesn't have to be this thing where you just got to be a self-starter. Yeah. And, and, and I do want to encourage people, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about what the Republican Party gets gets done wrong. We've talked a lot about people not activating themselves, possibly, you know, hey, you left the state without even lifting a finger for other candidates. But that doesn't I'm not like you said, we're not here to try to discourage anyone. 
we are two people. We're two, fa- you know, you have your family with children. I have my family with children. Mm-hmm. You know, you're black. I'm Hispanic. Mm-hmm. You know, we, I'm black? we African-American. I'm I don't just messing with you. Oh, I don't want to get canceled <laughs> I'm now. I'm just messing with you. Okay. <laughs> but that, but that's the thing is that at, at the core, though, we have the, we're American patriots. We love our country yeah. and we love California yes. more, more, more than anything. And you're right. I wouldn't want to move anywhere else. No. I've been to Texas. I've been to Florida. I've been it's to Tennessee. It's not right. It just, it's not home. This it's is my home and I want to stay and fight. And so to me, I'm going to keep using my platform to activate people. And, and it's like, if you haven't done anything, start today. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like a saying that says one of the greatest sins of man is to do nothing thinking they can only do a little. Mm. And so, and I would say instead of, this is just me. Um, instead of saying fighting, I want to stay and work. I yeah. want to stay and work. Well, yeah, um, fighting, working, yeah, w- working well, every single day. Well, I think like I hear fighting so much, so I'm like, what are you fighting for? Mm-hmm. Like, what are we actually fighting for? Like, and then are we fighting people? Are we fighting policy? Like, how are we fighting policy? Like, we are working. We are working really, really hard, uh, and and I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. You know, my kids see me grind. Um, you know, they see you know my husband and I just making the sacrifices today because we do believe that. You know, if our children don't see us doing this, are they again? Are they going to be able to know how to fight for the the generation that comes after them? It's very, very important. Um, and you know, again, I just encourage people to realize, like here in California, we have so much potential. We have so much potential. And if you ever need help, if you ever have any questions, I'm all like, go to my website, go email me. Vote Tamika.org. I would. I, I try to answer as many people as I can. I have a team that tries to answer as many people as I can. Um, I get a million DMs, but I try. Uh, um, I try to be accessible as much as I can um, because this is a twenty-four hour job. But there is still hope, and we need as many people as, as possible to get involved. And you can make phone calls across the country. I have people. I have donations from across the nation, literally all fifty states. Um, I have people making phone calls for me. People that live here in Southern California make calls for me. I have a couple that literally make thousands of calls for me a week. One couple. Here in Southern California. Yes, in San Diego. Amazing couple. Uh Yeah. Guess what? They're Republicans taking time off of their job. Busting it. Like, you know, um, so again, there's time. Our nation is worth it. Our our babies are worth it. And, um, you know, it's like, if we just sit back, what are we going to get? Yeah. Yeah. Doing nothing will change nothing. Absolutely. So w- with that, what what would you say is a thing that you need the most between now and Election Day? Like if pe- people tuning in, they're like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm motivated. I want to get active. Mm-hmm. How can I help Tamika? I just heard that I can help from anywhere in the nation. Yeah. How, so what's, what, what do you need? You know, if you can make phone calls, that's great. We'll train you. You literally just have to go to the website, vote Tamika.org, and um, someone from my team will get back to you. We do weekly trainings um, for people. Uh, and if, like, it doesn't fit your schedule, we work. We try to work it out. I mean, we're set to make almost 100,000 calls by the end of the this race. That's a lot. Yeah. And it's all because of volunteers. Um, you know, we're running a bare bones, but, uh, you know, campaign, you know, no one's like taking like crazy salaries. None of that stuff is happening. Um, you know, and I always tell people, it's like people really are sacrificing their livelihood because, you know, this is a, 
this is time, you know, from their families as well. And, um, you know, we could always use more financial resources because we could mail more people. I mean, $5 divided by 48 cents, how many mail pieces is that, you know? Um, so, you know, people want to donate. That's great. Every dollar amount is greatly appreciated. Um, and it takes some uh, stress off of me of making donor calls every day. Yeah. But uh, and if you want a canvas, like and again, I have people like you flew up here to, you know, you flew up to canvas. So you, that's not beyond you. But I'm not saying that everybody has to do that. But um, for the record, I drove up there. Are you drove? I did. Drive. Oh, I thought you flew. I think I, I, th I think it was one and one. I think one, one time one? I okay. drove and then another time I, I flew up there. I don't know. You and you're like, Anthony. I know. <laughs> Anthony, I need you. I need you. <laughs> I know. You and Jorge be driving. Like, I, yeah. I, no. I was just like, what? Like, when I first met him, I was just like, you really was, like, dude really drove. Yeah. <laughs> he really drove to San Francisco. I but love that, it. But that's what it takes, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what it takes to win. Sometimes you got to drive. Sometimes you got to make the phone calls. Oh, you, know? you love me. You drove. <laughs> uh. That's the way it is. So. For people that are listening in right now, you yes. know, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys, you know, thank you, Tamika, for being here. Where could they find you online? If you know, you said Tamika, vote Tamika. It's votetamika.org. Votetamika.org. Tamika Hamilton on all the platforms. Um, I, you know, you're not gonna get entertained. I'm not posting every day. I am hustling every <laughs> every day. But uh, votetamika.org. Um, this is about our kids. It's about the future. Uh, the message here in California is literally the message across the nation. We've got record crime. We have school choice policies that we need to pass. And um, and we need to do everything that we can to ignite American energy um, and, and talk about the things that really matter. And that's getting back to the basics, getting back to the kitchen table issues. And, um, and we need more people from California to sound the alarm because we do not want Gavin Newsom to be president of the United States of America. And that's a big possibility. They're very big possibility. It's a very, very big possibility. People um, can laugh all they want. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's not going to happen. Yes, it can. It can very well happen. Uh, and even, God forbid, even if he did become president, it still doesn't stop the fight. And so I would just encourage people that um, it's, the the GOP is you. It's not some magic. It's not um, those people that you see that are in those leadership positions. A lot of them are volunteers. Even at the local level, they're volunteers. Some of your school board members getting like a hundred dollars a month. Then <laughs> and you're mad at them and they're like, you don't get a hundred dollars a month. Um, you know what I mean? I shouldn't say they they they're still allowed to get upset, but um, and these people are like taking the time out of their out of their life to support your community. And the only way that any of this works is if we get involved. And yeah. so... Um, get yeah. active. Get active. 45 days left. Get active. 45 days. A lot. The average voter memory is 14 days. Uh, I will tell you that talking to my good friend Scott Pressler, uh, young liberal women are voting and registering to vote in droves. That's why they keep talking about abortion. Um, that's That's... The polling indicates that, so that's what they're going to talk about. Yeah. They're not going to talk about crime. They're not going to talk about uh, inflation. And <laughs> right, they're not. They are literally going to talk about the hot topics that are igniting people to go and register. And um, and the only way for us to overcome that is if we are poll watching. Um, uh, not overcome that, but getting involved in the meeting that's poll watching and all the things that we talked about earlier. Yeah, I know it sounds like oh my god, they're saying the same thing over and over again. But let me tell you something. You're not gonna it, all the other stuff. All the people just giving you like outrage bait clip, uh, clip bait 
you know, commentary, it does not, it does not move the needle. Mm-hmm. And you're just talking to your echo. That's it. Yeah. You've got to get involved. Absolutely. So vote Tamika.org and go to your local, go on your local website for your city and see who's elected. Do you know your city council member? Do you know your school board members? Um, you know, do yourself a favor and find out who's who leads you, you yeah. know? So that's Absolutely. what I would say. All right. Well, we're going to end it here. Thank you so much, Ms. Tamika, of for course. flying down to SoCal to oh be here gosh. in the studio. Anything for you, Anthony. Thank you so much. <laughs> and to everyone that tuned in, again, we're not here to unmotivate or trash on anyone. We're just here to activate yourself. We got yeah. 40 odd days 40 to the election days. day. Yeah. Go out there, sign up for a campaign, Google who's running in your district that mm-hmm. you like, look at their policies, activate yourself. That's the most important part. Again, the greatest sin for any man or woman is to say, or is to do nothing thinking they can only do a little. Mm-hmm. If a hundred people gave $5 to Miss Tamika today, every single day or every single month, that'd be $500 plus that now she has in her war room, her war chest to yeah. be able to get out there and get out to vote. Yeah. So and I do want to make one note really quick and then I'm going to, then I'll, we'll, we can sign up. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Wait, it's just that the primaries are just important as the general election. And, um, and the reason why I bring that up is because there's some races that if Republicans came out to vote in the primary, like the first primary election, you know, back in June, that we would have so many more Republicans elected because they only needed to win in the primary, yeah. not in the general. And so we can, like in Sacramento, my region, we had 100 open, 114 open seats. And, and again, you have to want to run. I don't want to say like, oh, you run for office. And you're like, I don't yeah. want to run. I just want to volunteer. Um, but there's 114 open seats. You know, so um, and and uh, it takes money, it takes time, it takes time away from your family. But you, this is why it's so important because we could have had more Republicans elected in local level, and a lot of seats went unchallenged. Even school board district seats went not that went uncontested. Um, so, you know that it could have made a difference if Republicans on the ticket. Yeah. So absolutely. All right, get involved, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we're going to wrap it up here with Mr. Meek Hamilton. Okay. Thank you so much. Good of luck course. on your campaign. Thank you. Congresswoman. Oh, my God, stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thanks.